Welcome everybody back here for the second episode of our MLB playoff special edition warning track podcast here at Impact 89 FM. I'm Zach Sudenik here with co-host Michael Markoch, Darren Baydoon, and Jared Ramsey. Liam Jackson not able to join us for this, but he should be back when we come back to you guys after the divisional series is. But first, we're going to start with a little bit of therapy for our Indians fans. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, a couple days removed from the game, kind of looking back on it. Um, I can safely say I think the better team did win. Um, the way, I mean, the way we lost that game was, I mean, it was absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, to, to blow the save in the ninth, his first blown save of the season. Um, and just, you know, to keep battling back and constantly, I mean, it felt like game seven of the World Series. It was, you know, the Indians were constantly down. They consistently tie the game, but they just can't. And then once they get the lead, they blow it. And it's just, I mean, it was, it was hard for about a day. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched much baseball after it. I just haven't really been, my heart just hasn't been in it. Um, but, you know, it, it just, you know, I think, yes, I think the better team did win. Our pitchers just were not on point. Our bullpen was not the same as it had been. Um, and I think there were some questionable managing decisions with how the bullpen was used. Um, including why Karen Shack came in to pitch with the bases loaded in the fourth inning. That made no sense. He's a back end of the bullpen guy who had been struggling late in the regular season. And he, he was not the guy that should have been in the game there. Um, and it's just, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think there's just so many things that went wrong for the Indians. Um, I don't legitimately believe that in either of the games, the Yankees won the game. Um, but, I mean, I just think it's – I mean, it's tough. But, like I said, I think the better team won. Yeah. I, uh, as a Tigers fan, it's hard to empathize because we've, it's been so long since we've been there in the same situation. But I remember being in middle school having those same feelings when those powerhouse Tigers teams of the early 2000s always found a way to lose. But I, I definitely think that it was – the starting pitching was the biggest letdown for Cleveland. Carrasco and Bieber just didn't have the stuff that they had during the regular season. And I think the Yankees capitalized to their credit, and I think they kind of got the mojo. They got the bats going. I think they they should be all set for the divisional round um, against the Rays. Yeah, no, it's it's hard, obviously, because, you know, if you're talking about facing, like, you know, and even in just a normal division series, even if you lost the first two games, hey, you would still have a game three or, you know, you would still have a game three or something like that potentially. So you never know what could happen. But, yeah, it, it's just tough. It's tough. You know, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's a weird, you know, it's been a weird year and everything. And just in a circumstance like that where you would think having two of the better starters in baseball, in not just this year, but really just in baseball in general would be, good considering the fact that the Yankees, you know, start, other than Garrett Cole, the Yankees don't have like that kind of starting overall starting pitching depth. Um, but yeah, it is what, you know, like it is what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, considering from a Tigers fan, I would just say for one part of me just says, Hey, be happy that you're there at least, you know, I mean, God, at least you're not a hundred, you know, lost losing rebuilding team or whatever it is that, you know, you still probably have to deal with, you know, like we have to deal with that for the, for the next 
I don't know, at least probably a couple of years. Until like we go Cabrera's contracts over, yeah. you guys are going to be stuck in. It's the it's the last one though. Zerman's contract is done after this year, so hey, it's like it's like the last one. It's the last one. So, you know, yeah, you know, just watch him keep put up some keep you know put up stats and stuff. But uh, no, but I mean, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, that game that game was so back. It was a great game. No, yeah, it was the so it was. It, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think I told you guys in the chat earlier, but. That was the best baseball game I've watched since Game Seven. And no, I, I mean it was it was great. It was great. Like I could was, have seen, it was, honestly, it was a good game. Yeah, no, I mean I, either team. I could have seen either team winning because both. I mean both the Indians and the Yankees. I could have seen either team winning that game because they were both. I mean they they were both just like it was so back and forth. But um, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's tough. It's tough, you know. And two, you know, I mean, in, in the thing where you have to, it's literally two game. It's you know best of you know it's two out of three. So it's like. It leaves so little margin for error, and um, even compared to like a five-game series, and just yeah, it's you know. But hey, you'll still have. I mean, what I think you guys still have what Lindor at least for another year or something like that. So, uh, probably, I mean, there's there's been some issues with Lindor already. Yeah, since not, yeah, I know. But so, I mean, I mean they, they keep he him doesn't around want to be here anymore. So. Yeah, although I mean, if they keep him around for at least another year, I mean, you you guys should be you guys might be able you'll you'll be able to be back next year potentially at least. So just focus on the positives. Focus on the positives. Yeah, that that Bro, Indian yeah. series. Uh, as a Tigers fan, it's tough to cheer for the Indians, but uh, that did ruin my uh, perfect first round. I got seven of the eight series is right. And for a while, it looked like I was going to get six of the eight. And the only two I was going to get wrong was my uh, two World Series picks. So that was a uh, not a fun watch for a little bit. But honestly, you talk about good games, just more like general thoughts of the wild card round. That Padres Cardinals game, too, mm. was such a fun game to watch. I mean, you've got Tatis with the homer and then Machado back to back. And then. That, but the Cardinals didn't go away either. Mm-hmm. Like Tatis's bat flip was insane. <laughs> the intensity there, and it just see a, a lot of people when they do bat flips, like they'll bat flip and like stare down the other dugout or stare down the other team. Tatis bat flipped and stared down his own team mm-hmm. while he walked <laughs> to first base. Like he didn't do anything to the guard. He was on his own team and wanting to get them into that, and it carried him in game three and now they're gonna have to face a Dodgers team we're gonna get into that matchup in a little bit but just any other general thoughts that you guys had any surprises um and if you guys want to touch on the central division because the NL and AL central really struggled in these I was I was actually gonna get there because I mean one of the things that really kind of is like I said I don't like this team this is probably like my least favorite team in the league but Cubs man I mean this is I mean, ever since 2016, I mean, really? I mean, the Cubs are the were the better team, and they really were not even close. I mean, they just – I mean, when it, when is it when is it time to start considering that maybe you need to change things around in Chicago because they have all these pieces, and they're not going to be able to pay all of them, and they're just not working out. Chris Bryant had a pretty bad year. Baez had a bad year average-wise. You're looking at players like Schwarber, Rizzo, all these other players. You've had this core for so long, and they got you that World Series title. But now, like, you haven't you haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years, and it's just I'm sorry, it's just to me that's like the 
biggest they were the biggest disappointment of this round and it wasn't even it wasn't even close i don't really think and uh, i just i have a stat to follow up on that cubs thing the cubs set a record for the worst batting average in the first round of the mlb playoffs in the entire history of the mlb playoffs which is truly remarkable when you think about how old baseball is um they hit 145 uh, ba- Baez, uh, Bryant, and Rizzo combined for one, either zero or one hits combined out of their three best hitters. So it was just all around their bats were just extremely disappointing. It's not, it's not even like um, Darvish pitched poorly. He had six shutout innings in game two, and he gave up two runs in the seventh, and that was it because the Cubs got like three people on base the entire game. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I mentioned on the podcast, like on our, on the first podcast, how like the I mean, ever since they won the World Series, they've just they've been steadily and steadily declining, you know, bit by bit every year. I mean, they missed the playoffs last year, and I remember looking at how good they were doing at the in the, in the bubble this year, or, or yeah, at the start of this season. I'm thinking like, wow, like the Cubs. I'm like, hmm, all right, well maybe they're maybe they'll maybe they're maybe yeah maybe last year was maybe a little bit of a fluke, but no, they. It just, I don't know, man. It feels to me just like this. Yeah, it like, like I agree with Mike. Like, it feels to me like the core of this team may have just tapped out, or there did something needs to change. Like, there has to be some new ingredient. Whether it's, I mean, you know, Theo Epstein, their their GM's going into his, I think, the last year of his contract. So obviously, you know, that's going to complicate things for after next season um, potentially. But you know, and they had a first-year manager this year with David Ross. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's something else to look at. And then, yeah, I mean, guys like Rizzo and Brian and Schwarber and Schwarber and, and all those guys, you know, over the last year or so, they haven't, they haven't been living up to their, you know, Chris, when was the last time that we can say Chris Bryant looked like, you know, how he looked in 2016 when he won MVP? You know, 2016? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's been, it's been a while. I mean, it has. I mean, and he's dealt with injuries, but, I mean – he he was talked about as being one of the best young players in the game at one point, and I really don't. I mean, now he's in the really, third base. Yeah, when does he talk about it anymore? Honestly, he, when he is had like the he, most hyped debut since like Bryce Harper? Yeah, and it was like I remember the day he was called up, and it was just like like he was great during the World Series run. He wasn't actually all that great in the World Series, but you know, it's just every year since then, it's just there's something not right with this Cubs team. And it's to kind of be the same thing that happened with the Red Sox when they had Theo Epstein. It's kind of like the the common denominator here. And he kind of burned out in Boston after they got that World Series in 04. And now I know they did go and get one in 07. But, I mean, after that, I mean, Boston has kind of the same annoying habit of they'll be, like, really, really good. And then they just completely fall off the face of the earth. And I just, you know, there's a common denominator here. Something's got to change. Yeah, um, and I just you know, the Cubs are. It's just that was just that was disappointing, man. I was really expecting more. Yeah. I think it proves one thing, especially I, I I learned this as a Tigers fan because because our window was really short. But like when you do have a good team, it, it's like it, it seems like in baseball, unless you're the Dodgers, you're you better take advantage because you do not like teams like that don't have a big window. Like God, like. You know, the Cubs, it's like, hey, we won 2016. It's like, oh, we're young. We're everything. Like, we should be, you know, we're going to be contending for years. And then it's like, you know, only two, three years later, they're out of the playoffs. So it's like, you know, yeah, you can have a good team. You better win because you do not know, like, 
I thought the Tigers were going to be good for forever. I'm thinking like, oh, this is great. We have Cabrera. We have Victor. We have all these guys. We had four years. We had a good four-year run. We went to a World Series. We should have got to another one in 2013. But, you know, that's a different conversation for another day. But, um, yeah, no. So, it's like, you know. Listen, they won. So, I mean, the Cubs can – I mean, listen, that core can never say they aren't – they weren't a success because they didn't win the World Series and they broke the streak, right? But, it does, yeah, it looks like that they could use some change. And if I were to just – for one final thought, honestly, for the wild card round, I thought it was fun. Like, I'm not used to having, like, that much baseball throw, – like, playoff baseball, I should say, thrown at me, like, on a daily basis. So, that I thought that was – it was it was cool, you know. It was like you know, it, you know, it was like it, what I, you know, the NBA playoffs with how you know they have like you know they had you know they start with like four games like every day and something like that. So I thought it was cool to be able to you know flip back and you know for at least for baseball to be able to flip back and forth and go to like you know Houston, Minnesota, and go to Oakland, Chicago, and you know to everything else and you know all that. So I thought it was fun. I thought it was overall you know a, you know overall like a pretty it was a fun pretty fun viewing experience. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Now we can kind of get into a breakdown. I think we're going to break down each of these divisional series and then give our kind of revised World Series picks. Although I don't think any of the other guys – I don't know. Do any of you guys have a team that's out in your World yeah. Series picks? Not as of right now. I do, technically. Okay. <laughs> well, either way. You could still change it after some stuff you saw. We'll give our revised picks at the end of this. But we're just going to jump into these divisional series, give kind of quick thoughts. We don't want to have too long of an episode today after this being the second one this week. But we want to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what we're thinking coming into these rounds. So first we'll start with the first game of these divisional series is that game one is Monday. We're recording this Sunday morning. It's about 11.28. And we are – and Monday at 4.07 first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Oakland A's in a matchup that these two teams battled a lot in the AL West this season. And what are your guys' just initial thoughts? Darren, we can start with you. Just initial thoughts on this game in this series. Well, you know, I mean – Oh, obviously, Oakland. You know, I think what they, I think the 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 Astros and the A's faced what at least like seven, at least ten times um, in the in the shortened season. I think Oakland finished with what like a seven three record or something like that. So you know they've had their number recently. But and I'm not just saying this because the I picked the Astros as my World Series pick. All right, don't you know? Don't be saying that. But Houston, I mean, listen, when considering now, yeah, I mean, they got their bats going, you know, they got, you know, they were able to hit in this, you know, in the two games against Minnesota, you know, decently. And obviously their pitching looked great for, you know, against a power hitting team like Minnesota with a bunch of good bats. I mean, you, I mean, their pitching was really good. Um, so I think that this could, I would, I would not be shocked at all to see this go five games. I'm not going to be, I won't say I'll be shocked to see Houston lose, but of course, because Oakland is a good team, but Listen, you are missing your best player in Matt Chapman, and stuff like that matters. I mean, Houston, at the very least, is other than other than their other than like you know missing Justin Verlander, their bats are healthy, and I think most of their rest of their pitching is healthy as well. So they're coming in the game relatively fresh. They've obviously had you know they they obviously had a couple of days more rest than than Oakland did, um, and uh, it's. I don't know. I am getting like, again, it's like not just because I picked them for the world series, but I get a weird feeling that Houston 
is going to maybe pull this upset. I re- I don't know. It's just it's it's something. It's a feeling I got, and that's kind of why I picked them because I'm like, you know what? In a weird year, mm-hmm. go with the you know, why not just why not just go with the freaking why not just go with the Astros and see all the and see the freaking social media outcry from it. Like that would I mean that would be that'd be funny. But no, but I think that um. You know, Oakland, that was a good – I mean, it was a – it was a, it was just to win the elimination game against Chicago was, I feel like, a vindicating win in itself because it said they had won, lost, what, nine straight elimination games um, in the postseason. So that was even enough of a vindicating win just to get to that point. But I think Houston, I mean, I feel like with Granke and Valdez, especially with the way they pitched in game one, I think they have at least enough – initial starting pitching to be able to take at least a couple of games off Oakland. Um, I think the big thing, it's going to, you know, it's going to come down to, it's going to be a bullpen. It's going to be a Houston's bullpen, which has been patchwork this patchwork throughout the whole season, but it's pitched not horribly. Are they going to be, you know, to hang up against, you know, Olsen, you know, against Olsen and Simeon and Oakland's bats. And really are those guys going to be able to get going? Cause I don't think Matt Olsen really hadn't did much in the game in the series against the white, the white Sox. So are those guys going to be able to step up for Matt Chapman? over a five-game series and, um, you know, be able to produce some offense. If they can, I could definitely see Oakland winning. If they don't, though, I don't know. This – I think uh, – Houston – I think Houston is very lo- – again, that's why I picked them. They just – they have the talent to be able to, do, to have an upset like this, and I think it I, – I feel like it can be very liable. Yeah, I think um... – I think this is probably one of the more interesting series that we have in the divisional series, just because these teams are kind of both built. They're built very differently. The A's rely on a lot of role players and starting pitching, whereas the Astros are definitely star driven, even though their guys haven't been that good this year, as good as they were in years past. Uh, I think the main difference in this series is going to be the bullpen. Like you said, Darren, I think the A's probably have a slight edge in starting pitching, and then Astros probably have a little better um, – they're a little better at the plate, especially after what they showed in the wild card series against Minnesota. But I think I think the A's are probably going to take this one four or five. I, um, I'm just more confident in their pitching overall um, against the Astros, and I think the Astros are really going to struggle – um, hitting the ball against A's, oh, I think they have great, great uh, rotation that'll help them a lot in this series. Yeah, I mean the A's, the A's showed me something in the last series. I mean after after basically being, I mean AWOL in the first game against Giolito, they bounced back and had two really good offensive performances. And I mean I understand that the White Sox pitching kind of falls off after Giolito, but. Still, I mean, to to win game two the way that they did um, and then to win game three, that was that was actually pretty impressive to me because, you know, that's that's kind of a new Oakland days for me. I mean, they tend to crumble in the pressure of the playoffs and this time they did it. They have the back of the bullpen with a little shaky there for a second, but um, give credit to the White Sox. Um, As for this series, I mean, this is going to be the youth versus the experience. The Astros have they're done that the A's this is their first time really being here with this core um the A's starting pitching I agree definitely has an advantage um but Houston is if there's any team that I think this is this is probably going to be the most competitive series of the 
of the four, I think. Maybe that with like the Dodgers and the Padres, which we'll get into later. But I I like the A's, man. I the A's are one of those teams. It's it's really hard to hate the A's. And um I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I think that as much as I would love to see Houston, especially just because of what Darren was talking about with just like the social media, I would that would be great. I would love it. <laughs> but I picked Oakland before the playoffs started to beat the Astros in this series. And I think that as much as I think the Astros are starting to play well and they can be really dangerous, if the Astros get out of this round, whoever wins that Rays-Yankees series might be in for some trouble. Because if the Astros can continue to get going, their offense was okay. They came up with timely hits against Minnesota, but it wasn't the offense that we've seen from Houston in the past. And if we, if Houston gets that offense back and if Altuve and Correa and all those guys get going at the plate, this can still be a very dangerous Houston Astros team. And people are going to need to watch out for that. But with that being said, I still think that the A's are going to win this series. Um, I, I don't know that I love either team starting pitching. Um, the A's have Chris Bassett, who's been phenomenal and I'm assuming he's going to go game one, but I don't know that for sure. I'm not sure what the matchups are. I don't even know if they've been announced yet, but um, the neither team really has that much pitching after that. Yeah. No matchups have been announced for that. But I'm not really sure what to expect from this series, except for, I think that the A's will win it in four or five. Um, I think all of these series is – I would be surprised to see any of these series be sweeps, honestly. It would surprise me if any team sweeps in this round. So we move into – we'll go with the other 3-6 uh, match – or 2-6 matchup in the divisional series. We'll go with the Marlins and the Braves here. Um, we'll work back around the other way. Michael, what are your thoughts on this series? Um, I mean, okay. So, I mean, the Marlins kind of like the, uh, they're the darling of the playoffs right now. Uh, everyone, uh, the Marlins are kind of like the A's in the National League. It's really hard to hate on the Marlins right now. Um, the Braves kind of got out of a weird series where their offense really didn't do much, but the Reds just did a little bit less and did not score a run. But, uh, I think they're, Atlanta faced some really good pitching last round. I, don't think the Marlins pitching stacks up to Cincinnati's pitching. Uh, I think, I think Atlanta is, if, if there's any series that's going to be like a sweep in three, I think this could be it. Um, now I know the Braves are kind of hurt in the starting pitching department. Um, but I think game one in this series is going to be critical. If the Marlins can somehow snag game one, it's going to change the entire dynamic of the series. But I think if the Braves come out and, get game one, I think you're going to basically, I think it's just going to drop the Marlins into a hole a little bit because now we're going to have to see how they play from behind. And I don't know. I just, I like the Braves in this series. I think if any of them are going to be sweeps, it's this one. Um, I just, I think the Braves, the Braves faced some really good pitchers last round. Um, And I just, I like them with Acuna and Freeman and um, what's his name? Um, Albies. 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 Um, 
I think I just think they got they got more star power. They got they just have the better players, and I think I I, I like Atlanta in this series. Uh, yeah, no, I would. I would. Oh, you, you can go, Jared. Oh, all right. Um, I'm not. I was just gonna say I agree with uh, what Michael said. I think the Braves have more talent. I think they have they're much better uh, hitting team. I think the Marlins have a starting pitching though that can neutralize it. Um to an extent, but the question is whether or not the Marlins can get the run support necessary to beat out the Braves' offense. The Braves were um, underwhelming, to say the least, against the Reds, but uh, they finished the season kind of slow. They need to get into the postseason, get going, get the bats going. Um, it's really going to come down, in my mind, to the starting pitching matchups, how each team decides to use their rotation, uh, because I think. The Marlins, they need to be smart and space out Sanchez and some of their other top guys at, um, throughout the series because it's probably going to be hard to get them one of those guys to go twice and they got to play for four or five games because they're not going to sweep the Braves. Yeah, no, I, I would probably agree with that because I, Atlanta, you know, you look at their lineup. I mean, you talk about a lot with Freddie Freeman, Acuna, Albies. Marcelo Zuna, who's had a really, who's had a good year this year. Travis Darno, who's had like a great comeback year this year. You know, coming in for them and filling that catcher. Like, I mean, they have, they're deep. I mean, they got, they got a lineup that can rival. You know, in terms of the pure talent, I mean, it's it's capable of going up against a team like say like the Dodgers or the Padres or something like that. And then the big thing is though is they're pitching. But I mean, God, it's like. They played great against the Reds. I mean, the Reds, you know, I know you can say the Reds didn't bring it, but it's not like the Reds didn't have hitters. I mean, you got Bob, you got Eugenio Suarez, you got Nick Castellanos. I mean, they had they had good hitters in their lineup. I mean, to, I mean, listen, Atlanta, despite the fact that it seems like, you know, nearly all of, you know, like almost all of their other good starting pitchers have been out this whole year. I mean, Max Fried looked great. Ian Anderson looked great in their bullpen. You know, I mean, they didn't give up a run. Like that's like they, you know, that's pretty hard to, you know, it's hard to do for two, even for just two games, like to not like just to absolutely shut a team out. It's pretty, it's, you know, it was pretty remarkable, but um, I think that talent wise, I mean, God, to see the Marlins win just because they were, they've been, obviously they were such trash for so long and to see them actually like get the NLCS would be like, really, really? Like, <laughs> is this really going to happen? In this year, the Marlins is is this the year that the Marlins is this the year that they decide to go do it? But I think no, I think Atlanta. Um, I think you know, as opposed to the Cubs, who to me are a team that's you know either peaked out or is plateauing. I feel like Atlanta is very much still a team that's you know continually on the rise and is growing into more and more of a World Series contender as that. You know, as that young core of guys like, you know, Acuna and, Albie, and Albies get, you know, and their young pitching staff gets more experience. Um, I think Miami could get a game because, yeah, I think definitely Sanchez or Alcantara could definitely, you know, get a game off the Braves. I mean, they're good. I mean, they, they're legitimately good guys, and, they're, and they'll, you know, they'll be players for Miami for a while. But um, I'll probably take the Braves in – I think I'll take them in four. If I had to make, you know, just to make, if, you know, if I had to make a prediction, I just, I just think their bats are too good, are just too good not to get going. And, um, and yeah, so I think, yeah, I think, but I think, it, yeah, I think Atlanta, you know, it would be fun to see the Marlins go on. And obviously, hey, listen, you never know what can happen in a year like this. So, I mean, it's, it's not a lock, um, but 
I feel I feel confident in saying that I think the Braves bats will get it going and they'll look more, you know, and they'll look, you know, they'll hit better than they did against Cincinnati. But Cincinnati had good pitching too. Don't forget that. They have really they have great starting pitching over in Cincinnati. So yeah, I think I think they'll be able I think they'll get going though. I think I'll take the Braves in four in this series. I think it I definitely agree with you. It'd be a lot of fun to see the Marlins go on. And so I'm gonna take the Marlins in four. Um I think that I'm all in on the Marlins starting pitching with uh, Sandy Alcantara and Sixto Sanchez and Pablo Lopez, who didn't get to pitch in that Marlins Cubs series because it didn't go three. All three of those guys are really strong. This Marlins team just gives me 2015 Royals vibes. They just find ways to win. And they play small ball better than anybody else in the league. They're second in the league in stolen bases. They're one of the top teams in the league in manufacturing runs when they get guys on. They – they just find ways to win. And I really like the Braves and I could see the Braves making it out of the NL because their lineup is just that good. But I think that the Marlins top three is if they can pitch well, I think the Marlins, they just, I don't know. There's something about them this year that just, they play good baseball and they find ways to win. They don't beat themselves. You have to beat them. And the Cubs could not beat them. The Cubs were the Cubs would have been just fine if the Marlins would have made a couple errors and beaten themselves, but they didn't. They hung in there. I mean, the game two, the got the Matt Joyce throwing out Contreras at home plate was huge to keep that game tied, and other things like that. Like they just they make the plays they need to make to stay. It's like what the Braves did with the Reds when the Reds in game one in the thirteen inning game where the Reds loaded up the bases like four times, but. Winning teams make the plays they need to make to stay in and to win the games. So I'm going to take the Marlins in four. Um, yeah, that was my pick from the beginning. I'm going to stick with it on that one. So next up, Rays-Yankees. Game one tomorrow, Monday night at 8 o'clock. Garrett Cole versus Blake Snell. Matchup of two of the top pitchers in all of baseball. So, coming into the playoffs, I had the Rays as my <clears throat> team that was going to knock the Yankees out of the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to stick with it. The Rays have the Yankees number this year. They went 8-2 and two against them in the regular season. And they they seem to have a plan every single time. Or their pitchers seem to have a plan every time they go out against the Yankees lineup. They attack aggressively with um, – with off-speed pitches, which a lot of teams seem to um, try but aren't as successful as the Rays have been this year. And I think between Morton and, Morton and Snell, uh, one of those guys is going to pitch two games if it goes five. And I and I just think the, uh, that the edge of having that guy that can um, be that pitcher that can go six, seven innings and do a playoff game, I think that, that can be huge – um, series-changing move, even if it's only in one game. And I think that um, Snell's going to have a really good game one, get the Rays out on a uh, good foot. I'm going to go Rays in five. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, it, it's hard because the way with the way the Yankees look, you know, in game one against the Indians and then with the way they came back in game two, this is definitely a team that looks, you know, is now that they're healthy, looks incredibly dangerous. Um which, you know, can present some problems to Tampa, even with all the great pitching they have. But 
I mean, Jared, I'll go with you. I mean, I'll, I'll say one thing. I mean, the, the, the Rays, I mean, they got three guys. You got, you have uh, Snell, you have Glass now, and then you have Morton. And all three guys have, you know, especially, you know, Morton has that veteran experience and Snell and Glass are those young, you know, you know, fire hurling arms that they can throw out there against the Yankees. The Yankees, you got Garrett Cole. I mean, you got one guy, you know, you have arguably the best pitcher in this series, but, you know, Tanaka, you know, he got hit around in the game against the Indians. You know, Jay App hasn't pitched in a bit. Even though he had a strong finish of the season, you, you know, you don't know what his performance is going to be like. And then, you know, they're, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a sure thing when it comes to the rest of the rotation. Um, obviously, both teams have good bullpens, but I think that it's going to, to me, yeah, I think the story, I think it's, that's the one thing is that the Rays actually, in this case, have the starting pitching that can realistically, you know, I think, you know, prove a foil for the Yankees lineup. Um, but then again, you would have thought the Indians would have had the starting pitch to be able to do that. And obviously, you know, as we know, they got hit up pretty good. So it's a tough thing because I never, you know, I never want to pick the Yankees to win because, you, you know, usually because I never, you know, I don't, you know, because obviously I'm not, you know, who, who else is a Yankees fan other than if you live in New York. But um, I think I'm going to go with, I'll, I, I'm going to go with Tampa because I just, I like the starting pitching. I trust their starting pitching and the fact that I think they'll overall be better, good enough. Um, I think there'll be, I think there'll be an added motivation, especially considering since these teams are division rivals and they have, I mean, listen, it's a rivalry between them. So I think there's going to, they'll have more juice um, to come out with, but it's hard to, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Cause like, God, now that the Yankees are healthy, they look like a team that's like, you know, they look like a team that you just don't want to face whatsoever. So like, but I think I'll go with you, Jared. I'm going to go with Rays in five. I think it's going to be a very close series though. I think it could be very close. Like I think it's going to be a thin, it's going to be a thin margin for both teams. And I won't be shocked at all if the Yankees end up, you know, if they do end up winning, but I think I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the, with the, with the race starting pitching uh, overall. And then I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to go with them five. Smart man. <laughs> Probably like right after the Yankees finished up, you know, sweeping the Indians, I was probably, you know, I was probably telling myself, I think the Yankees are probably going to take the series. And then I thought about it and I kind of stepped back and I kind of looked at the game from like an evaluation standpoint and I'm going to go raise in four. And here's why I think when you watch the two games against the Indians, what was the one thing that the Yankees capitalized on? It was Indians pitchers making mistakes with their fastball. These are dead red hitters. Aaron judge struck out like three times on Wednesday night because he can't hit a curveball. And I've been watching Aaron Judge in the playoffs for about four years. The dude cannot hit a breaking pitch to save his life. And really, the entire Yankees lineup was struggling with the breaking pitches. All their home runs, I mean, Judge's in the first game, Stanton's both games, Urshela's grand slam, all came on missed placement of the fastball. And I think, like I think Jared mentioned it, the, the Rays are so good at mixing in the breaking pitches and throwing the breaking stuff. And they don't really rely on the fastball as much. And the Yankees lineup, while as talented as they are, I think they're dead red hitters. I really, I don't believe in their ability to consistently hit the breaking pitches. And I think if the Rays watched, if the Rays watch any of the Indian series, which I'm sure they have, they're going to realize exactly what the Indians did wrong pitching wise. And it could have been a lot of things with, you know, a, an inexperienced manager and just a, 
a way of not understanding the, how to manage the game well. But the Rays are they're gonna there's gonna be a stronger team pitching wise. They've had the Yankees number. I mean, they were eight and two against the Yankees for a reason. And the Yankees had that was during times when the Yankees were hot, and they were still finding ways to beat this team. And I just I think I've seen it every year for the Yankees for years. Um, there's a reason that Lance McCullers threw basically every pitch. He threw a curveball at the Yankees um, in game seven of that 2017 ALCS. And it's just this team just doesn't hit them consistently enough. And I've seen it too many times to get fooled again. I think the Rays are going to win this, and I think they're going to make it look easy in four. Um, I'm, I want to go with the Rays because I think that they – are the one team that's not going to be afraid of a Yankees team that's hot because they've already beaten them eight times this year. And they, they are the one team that I think doesn't have in, they're not intimidated at all by it, but the Yankees look really good right now. So it's really hard to pick against them. But with that being said, I think I will go with the Rays and join you guys. Um, that way we can, have freezing cold takes destroy us uh, when the Yankees sweep them. But uh, I'll take the Rays in five. I think it's going to be a really good series to watch. Um, This is the one that I think if I had to choose one that I was most sure it would go five, it'd be this one. Um, And I just – I think both teams are really evenly matched. The Rays are – it's hard to call the number one seed in the league underrated, but the Rays are underrated. Nobody's talking about the Rays. Nobody has talked about the Rays really all season long. They're really talented, and they took that juggernaut Astros team last year to five games in the ALDS. And that was the Astros team with Verlander, Granke, and Cole as their top three. And they were able to take them – to five games and almost won that fifth game. I mean, it was and they a, were cheating. So, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that? I don't know. I thought that was Alex Cora. That, that was twenty seventeen. That. He's right. That was the yeah. year. Yeah. So. That's when they beat the yeah. That's when they beat the Yankees in the uh, in the ALCS. Yeah. That was no, I meant the Rays last year. In oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I know I remember because I think what Colin Colin Verlander came out with like two monster games. I think mm-hmm. the, start of the series, and, and then they like, and then they rocked Granky, and then they got back in the series, and uh, the Astros ended up winning in five. But that was a really close series. The Rays they've got more experience than people think. They've got a lot of talent on that team. Uh, I'm going to take Rays in five. We're going to our last matchup here. We'll get in with this one in what, honestly, people have been looking forward to this matchup all year long. Possibly the best two teams in the NL, the Dodgers and the Padres. All right, okay. I don't want to be biased. I was going to say, I don't, I don't want to seem biased, but I was so happy that the Padres came back against the Cardinals, honestly, because I wanted to see this series. I was so wanting to see this series because it is. I Listen, I think you could – I mean, I, yes, the Braves had – I mean, the Braves had a good, you know, the Braves had good year and everything. But, like, I think – I think you – I mean, listen, you can make an argument that the Padres, based on the talent they have, I mean, they might be 
you could argue they might be the second best team in the entire league. I mean, Tampa obviously is in, is the other team that had forty wins, but I mean they they've looked great in terms of their pitching, in terms of their hitting at time, you know, at a bunch of times during this year. And I just it is I am just so looking forward to this. I think that I'm still good. I'm gonna keep the Dodgers as my pick. I'm gonna keep them as my pick. I won't I won't budge off that. You know, I won't be, you know, I won't be that per, I won't be that guy. But I think the Padres, you know, for as young as a team as they are, at least in terms of their core pieces, they showed an incredible amount of fight being able to come back against St. Louis um, and being able to then to close out that series. Um, I think that th- I think that this is honestly, if this doesn't go five, I'm going to be a little surprised just because I feel like the Padres are going to be so amped up to want to be to want to prove that they can be that team, that young team that right now can do it. Um, um, but I'm going to keep with the Dodgers. And I do think, though, it, listen, if Mike Clevenger can come back for them and Lamette as well, I mean, that's, it, that's, that's a situation where the Padres could have – I mean, that's starting pitching, if that's healthy, because they can – listen, that, if they're fully healthy, they can match up with the Dodgers. As good as the Dodgers have been, I mean, listen, the Padres, you know, you've got you, – then you would have Pack, you would have Lamette, you would have Clevenger – you can go up against Bueller and Kershaw and, you know, those guys. I mean, that would be – I think it would be close. I think it's a series that I won't be – I'm going to stay – again, say it again. Keep with the Dodgers. It would be an incredible thing to see the Padres win. I think, though, that when it comes to this situation, this is where we're going to see that they could be a year away from being, like, a, like the, a true World Series contender. Um, Cause I just think that this is the way the Dodgers have played. I think that I just feel like this is going to be their year. So I'm going to take the Dodgers in five, but I am, I am just, I am so happy we got to see this series. I wish we could have seen it in a seven game series, but the fact that we're going to get in five at the very least to me is like, Oh, this is, I'm going to love watching this because this, this is going to be, this should be a great series. I will say the, the Padres are the most fun team in baseball. And okay. it's, they're they're just they're so much fun to watch. Tatis is an absolute superstar. Uh, I mean, he's he's going to be the face of the league. I mean, if he's not already, I still think that's probably Mike Trout. But if you know, in in a few years, he's going to be the face of the league. But I think that's down the road. Um, again, we're talking experience versus inexperience. And the Dodgers added Mookie Betts, who's a World Series champion. The Dodgers just have a pedigree. As, as much as they've choked in the World Series, as much as, you know, whatever whatever you want to say about the Dodgers and their struggles in recent years, I mean, they, they, they took care of their business against the Brewers. Bueller pitched pretty well. Kershaw pitched very well. Um, I mean, it's just – and now they just – they have that – they have that kind of like that voice now in the clubhouse in Mookie Betts who has won the World Series in, against this Dodger team. And I think – I just – I think that's – He's, I think he is personally the best player in this series. Um, I, I'll listen to people that would say Tatis, but I, I think I think it's still Mookie, um, and I think with him and Bellinger and Peterson and Turner and whoever you want to put out there. I mean, it's just they're just they're such a deep team. Um, and I personally, as an again as an Indians fan who had Mike Clevenger for two thirds of the season. Mike Clevenger's pitched in one playoff game in his entire career. It wasn't a very good one. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. 
he's a very hit or miss pitcher and especially coming off an injury I wouldn't I would not trust him to beat someone like Clayton Kershaw or Walker Bueller um I just I wouldn't rely on that so I like I like the Dodgers in this series I think I think the Padres are so fun this series is going to be a whole lot of fun and I think if you're asking me this you know a year two years from now I might be I might actually be kind of like wavering. I just think the Dodgers are too good. They have the pedigree in them. And I just think, like I said, the addition of Mookie Betts was so crucial. And I like the Dodgers in this series for sure. For me, for me I think the um, two biggest factors for this series are um, the role players or the secondary guys on each team, how they perform at the plate. And then <clears throat> whether or not, Clevenger and Lamette can have an impact on the series if they do return. We saw in the first series for the Padres, they got big contributions from Machado, Will Myers, all the all the um guys that they went out and spent money to bring in to um add to this young core that they spent so much time building. And I think um if they can perform consistently, I I don't see why the Padres can't win. I think their offense is explosive enough where it doesn't matter what pitcher they're facing, they can just go out and generate runs at an explosive pace and really outpace pretty much any team in the league besides maybe the Yankees. But uh, I'm still going to go with the Dodgers, even after saying all that. Um, I, they've, just, they've been in the playoffs for the last seven years doing this over and over again, and I just don't see them stopping now. Um Kershaw, Bueller, May, that's that's a scary first three for any team. Um, and I just don't think the Padres have that same kind of starting pitching. Obviously, um, Kershaw is not known for being a playoff guy, a performer, but I still think that he'll do enough in the series for the Dodgers. I'm going to go Dodgers in five. I think, well, I picked the Padres to win the World Series on our last episode, so I'm going to stick with the Padres here. But I think – it sounds like the rumor is that Clevenger and Lamette will both be able to pitch in some capacity in this series. Uh, Pedro Gomez of ESPN, I believe, uh, was the one that reported yesterday that Mike Clevenger is going to be uh, – is looking likely to pitch for the Padres in this series. I think that you're right, Jared, when you say that it's a very scary first three for the Dodgers. I think that if the Padres win this, well, this is going to be really obvious, but the Padres can't win this series if they get swept. But if they can get a game from one of those three guys, a game or two out of that, and then you have to go back into a deeper part of the rotation and or try to have somebody for the Dodgers pitch on short rest, because remember, there's no days off in between these games. So it's really difficult to have somebody pitch a second time in these series, especially a five-game series. So – I think that if the Padres can take one of the first three, which I think they will, I'm going to take the Padres to win. And just for the fun of it, I'll say the Padres win in five games when Fernando Tatis hits a home run off of Kenley Jansen late in the game, bat flips to the moon, and Kenley Jansen gets mauled by Dodgers fans for the rest of his career. I will love that. Because he has struggled in the postseason and – I think that the Padres are going to pick up the win in that game. All right, real quick, before we sign off here, revised World Series picks, 
we'll go around the circle here. Start with Darren first. I'm going to keep it the same. I'm going to still have Astros Dodgers. Um, as of right now, obviously, you know, both teams advance. So, you know, it's not like I have to pick a new team, but I'm going to still, I'm going to, you know, I mean, listen, I don't, you know, I, like I said, I think the Astros could, I don't, I could, I could see them beating Oakland just be, you know, just, really the rest of the AL, not just, you know, for the whole AL in itself. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I've got, you know, they I have no re- – I mean, both both teams got through their first series pretty easily. So, at least in terms of that, there was, you know, there was nothing to make me – turn me off in terms of wanting to pick another team other than just obviously – you know, obviously, yes, I could pick a team like the Rays or the Padres or something like that. But I'm going to keep it the same. I'm going to stick to my picks. Can I be wrong? Yes. Will I be wrong? Probably. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with what I got with, with what with what I got so far. Um, I'm in. I'm the same with Darren. Um, not the same teams, but I'm a ride with my original pick. Um, I had Dodgers over Rays, and I'm gonna stick with it. Only difference I'm early change I'm gonna make. So I think I had Dodgers in five. And I think it's going to go longer than that now, just because I think the Rays look so good in that wild card series. But I still think the Dodgers going to take it. Yeah, so I have a I have to pick a new team because I did pick the Indians before they lost game two. My National League team, the Dodgers, they made it through, so I'm just gonna I'm sticking with them. I think I think yeah I think they'll get there. In the American League, though, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb for really absolutely no reason at all, other than I have a soft spot for this team. Um, I'm going to go with the A's, man. I, I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. Uh, I don't, again, I really don't know why. I'm not basing this off of really any real evidence. They're the two seed for a reason. Uh, I just, you know, I just, they're, they're kind of a fun team. I'm, I'd be really interested to see them match up with the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers would win that series in five or six. I'll, for a prediction, I'll say six. Um, but I'll, I mean, at this point, I don't care who comes out of the American League because they ain't going to be the Indians. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with the A's. I'll be different. I'll go with the A's. Um, so I also have to pick a new team because I had the Indians. Um, but I'll take – my champion was still the Padres, and it'll still be the Padres. Um, so at least one of us is going to have to pick a new team next week because uh, it's either going to be me or it's going to be all of you guys. So <laughs> – but the I'm taking the Padres, and then in the AL, I don't really know. I've went back and forth. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Oakland as well. Uh, I like I like Oakland there. I I would not be surprised to see the Rays come out of there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's most likely that the Yankees come out of the AL. But I picked against the Yankees earlier in their next series, so I can't pick them to go to the World Series if I just picked against them against the Rays. Um, I think that the Yankees are probably the best team left, but I think the Rays match up well with the Yankees, and I think the A's match up well with the Rays. So in terms of playing matchups like that, I'm going to go with the A's to win or to win the American League and face off with the Padres in the World Series. Well, that'll do it. If anybody has any final thoughts real quick before we go, but otherwise that will do it here for the second episode of our MLB playoff special edition warning track podcast on impact 89 FM. I'm Zach Sudenik, your host here with 
Michael Markoch, Darren Baydoun, and Jared Ramsey. We are signing off. We'll see you guys after the divisional series. Thank you for listening to the Warning Track Podcast on Impact 89 FM.